Well, I wonder, is there anyone in this place who's been, who's here tonight for the very first time? If you're a first-time guest, would you raise your hand? We have one there. Anyone else? A first time here tonight? There's a first time for everything, right? Is this your first time here? If you'd lift your hand up, our ushers want to give you a welcome packet. We're thrilled that you're here tonight. We know that God has a great purpose for your life, and coming here is a part of that. So we want you to receive it and enjoy it. So if you would uh, take that welcome packet, you can keep it with you. There's a little guest record in there if you could fill that out. Um, And then at the end of service, when the offering container comes by, if you could put that in there, that would be great. Our pastor would like to send you a letter thanking you for joining us. Sound good? Well, Happy New Year. It's a good year. It's a new year. First month of the new year. Half over, huh? 13th month of a new millennium. 13th year, excuse me, of a new millennium. As new creations in Christ, we like new things, don't we? We like new years because we have a new covenant. We're new creations. We have new life, new strength, new wisdom, new joy, new peace. So we like new things. We're new creations. Amen. Speaking of new things, did did you hear about the mother who had twins on New Year's Day this year? Did you see that? At 12.02, I think it was, a.m. Wasn't that amazing? And she had two sons, and she named them both Edward. Yeah. So the reporter who was doing the story was kind of curious like I was. He said, so why would you name them both Edward? And she said, well, I figured two Eds are better than one. So. New jokes. It's a new year. I like the start of a new year. You know when those census, there's a new census was done. Did you see that new census that came out? I mean, this is like 15 years of research that went into this census. And, and they came out with the results, and I read this thing. And I'm like, wow, how in the world did they figure this stuff out? But here, here's what they found. They found in doing this census and the research over a period of 15 years that three out of four people make up 75% of the population. And that's not all. If you read further, they found that over 50% of the people make up more than half of the population. I don't know how they figure this stuff out. But we're new creations. If you're, if you're in Christ Jesus, you're a new creation. And we like new jokes. We like new things. And as new creations, we've embraced the fundamental truths of life. We, have, we know. We're certain that we are, each one of us is made by God personally. In fact, we know that every human being, don't even have to meet them, don't even have to know where they live. We know that every human being was made by God personally. And that every human being was made by God for a purpose, that God has a destiny for your life. We know that. We've embraced the fundamental truths of life. We know that God is good, that there's nothing bad about him, that there's no evil with him, no way, that God has never done anything wrong to anybody. See, we've embraced that. And because we know that you are made by God personally, that you are made for a purpose and that God is good, we know that the destiny he has for your life is good is overflowing, is abundant, is more than you can dream of or imagine. Hallelujah. We know that inside of every human being, there is an an inherent 
desire to fulfill their destiny, whether they realize it or not. Now, some have denied it. Some, God has shown them a glimpse of what it was, and they've denied it because they simply didn't believe that it was possible. It was so far in their mind, so far beyond what they could do. They, they just. Some have smothered it with the things of this world or have tried to fulfill it in their own way. When we speak about your destiny, we're talking about the path that God has called you to walk. That will take you to the place God has called you to stand. To do the work God has called you to do. And become the person God has called you to be. Let me say that again. We're talking about your destiny. You don't want to leave this earth without fulfilling your destiny. We're talking about the path that God has called you to walk. That will take you to the place God has called you to stand. That will enable you to do the work God has called you to do and become the person God has called you to be. God has set a path for your life. And if you'll follow him, he will lead you into the fullness of his destiny for your life. And you will be at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing. Can you say that with me? At the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing. Say it again. At the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing in 2012. Would you open your Bibles, please, to Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to read in verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. God, you're amazing. You're just amazing. Oh, how much he loves you. How much he loves us. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.10. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified. Before I do that, I want to pray. Father, we thank you for who you are in our lives. God, you're amazing and we bless you tonight. We worship you and give you glory. You are great, oh God. You're who we're living for. Lord, you're greater than anything this world could ever offer us. And Lord, we set our hearts and our minds on you tonight. Lord, speak to us. Say what you want to say and do what you want to do. Let the light of your son, Jesus Christ, shine brightly in every heart. Save and heal and deliver tonight by your word and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians 2.10, out of the Amplified says this, for we, that's you and me, are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Why? That we should walk in them, and listen closely, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Let's read it again. Verse 10, for we are God's own handiwork. Do you believe that? God didn't write up the plans for you and then send them off to a factory somewhere. 
He personally knits you together with his very own hands and fingers. His handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Why? That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. In 1951, how many years ago was that? A while ago, huh? About 61, wasn't it? Give or take. All right, a few months. A project began in the United States Department of Defense. And the purpose of this project was to develop a better navigational system. A better guidance system. And this project, way back in 1951, was really the catalyst for a piece of technology that many of us use today. Does anyone know what it is? GPS. What's that stand for? Global Positioning System. The title of our message tonight is GPS. But our G doesn't stand for global. It stands for God. God's Positioning System. GPS. Do you know that God has a positioning system for your life? If you'll let God, He will position you to be at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. He will position you to fulfill your destiny. GPS. Now, in 1973, the GPS project was developed to overcome the limitations of previous navigational systems. What is a 73 to today? And now we have GPSs that we can put on a dashboard of our car, our cars come with them, right? So this project began to overcome the limitations. Let's say those three words. Overcome the limitations. Overcome the limitations. About 2,000 years ago, God implemented a new covenant through the blood of His Son to overcome the limitations of the previous system, the old covenant, which is fulfilled and done away with. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, the living Word, to enable us to overcome the limitations of of the flesh, of the carnal nature, of the things of this world, of the ideas and plans of man, of the limits of this world. So we're new creations in a new covenant with a whole new system of worshiping God. And it's through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. God's positioning system. Now, it's interesting to note that many... Mechanical and technological advancements have come to us through the military, through the Department of Defense, our highway systems, the World Wide Web, GPSs. We could go on. But have you ever wondered what it is about the military mindset that has produced such advancements and such significant results? Two things. Number one, in the military, they have a very clear goal. And that goal is victory. Number two, they have a very clear realization of who their enemy is and how he behaves. And when you have a clear goal of victory, and you have a clear realization of who your enemy is and how he behaves, it motivates you to do things and to think of things that others don't think of. 
It motivates you to implement things and to search for things that others think are unnecessary. When you have a clear goal of victory and you know who your enemy is, it motivates you to maximize your time. Because you want to be ahead of them. You don't want to give your enemy an inch in your life. right? You want to be ahead of him. You want to have the advantage. It's significant to note the similarities between this military mindset and the body of Christ. Because we too are in a warfare. It's the war of all wars. Greater than World War I and World War II. And every, every, every uh, act of war that's taken place on planet earth put together, it is the spiritual warfare that is, that is going on right now in the heavenly realms. It is not against, as Pastor John has been teaching us, it's not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against spirits of darkness. Evil spirits who are trying to steal and kill and destroy in the spirit realm. And planet earth is the battlefield. And the weapons of this warfare primarily are ideas, words, thoughts that are contrary to Christ. You say, well, if we're in the middle of the battlefield on planet earth and we're fighting against spirits of darkness, are you afraid? Why? We've got the victory don't we? We've got the victory. In fact, the the word declares to us in 2 Corinthians 2.14, thanks be to God who always leads us, causes us to triumph in Christ. I think it's the Moffat translation says, who makes my life a constant pageant of triumph in Christ. I like that. So we're in a, in, a, in a different kind of warfare that's fought with different kind of weapons. But we're excited about it because God is our commander-in-chief and He's leading us in victory. And if we follow the leader, if we follow the leader, He will lead us to the right place at the... to do the... Amen. Yes, He will. Well, how does a GPS work? Speaking of the global positioning system. How does a GPS work? We're going to compare a GPS to God's positioning system. But overall, they're primarily three segments of a GPS. One is satellites, two is receivers, and three is ground stations. Satellites, receivers, and ground stations. Well, how does that compare to to God's positioning system? Well, you need satellites in order to, to have a GPS. A satellite provides the signal from above. Satellites have to be way above the earth. Satellites have to be way above the traffic and the noise of this world. Satellites have to be way above the organizations and and, and institutions of this world. 
In order for you to get a clear signal, you need a signal that's high above this world. And so it is with God's positioning system. In order to fulfill our destiny, in order to be at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing, we need a signal that is high above the traffic and the noise of this world. We need a signal that is high above the ideas and thoughts and organizations of this world. And that signal is the Word of God. Let's open, let's turn in our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55. Right place, the right time, doing the right thing. Fulfilling God's destiny, walking on the path he's called us to walk, which takes us to the place that he's called us to stand to do the work he's called us to do and be the people he's called us to be. Isaiah 55. Satellites, we need a signal from above, high, way above the earth. In Isaiah 55, we're going to start in verse 6. And our commander-in-chief says, Seek me while I may be found. Call upon me while I am near. If ever there is a day to call upon him, it is today, because he is near. He is at hand. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. See, your wickedness hasn't disqualified you from following him. God is giving an open invitation to forsake your wickedness and come and follow me. Right? Turn from unrighteousness and follow me. Turn from those thoughts and follow me. Let him return unto me and I will have mercy upon him. And I will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. If you, if you receive his word, you shall go out with joy. You'll be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn and the tangled mess of this world shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Glory be unto God. Glory be unto God. Isaiah 55 verse 9 in the message, speaking of the signal from above, God's word, it says, For as the sky soars high above earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Hallelujah. We need that. We need that comprehensive view from above to tell us which way to go. So I'm so thankful that God sent the living word, Jesus Christ, to earth 
to institute and ratify this new system that we're living under so that we can hear him. We have received the living word, Jesus Christ, and we're meditating and studying the written word. And in the written word, in Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can you imagine trying to drive with a GPS and you you had no headlights? Be difficult, wouldn't it? God's word is a light unto our path. It's a signal from above. And God is so good to us. Not only has he given us his word, but he's also given us his spirit. Would you turn to Ezekiel? Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, keep going to the right. And you'll come to Ezekiel chapter 36. He's given us his word, his unchanging word. Wisdom from above. We have wisdom from the throne of God for our everyday life. Ezekiel 36, verse 25. I'm in the wrong chapter. There we go. Verse 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. Water, oftentimes in the Word, is symbolic of the Word of God. In Ephesians, it talks about husbands washing their wives with the water of the Word. He says, I will sprinkle you clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. He sent His Word and healed them, it declares in the Psalms. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit. You could not get this under the old system. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. This could not be possible before the blood of Christ was shed. So now as new creations, we have a new heart made by God personally. We've been born anew that we may do those good works. And not only that, but we've been filled with the Holy Spirit and he's all the while effectually at work in us, causing us to do the things that are pleasing to him. John chapter 16, verse 13, I think it says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Can you see the GPS screen? And there's you, that little blue dot. And your destiny's up in the top right corner. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and guiding you, getting you there. Two more days, turn right. Two more days, turn right. One more day, turn right. What voice do you use on your GPS? We have some English guy. I don't know. Forget his name. (laughs) Hallelujah. So satellites is the first segment of the GPS system. The second segment is receivers. That's the little thing you got in your car. Right? The receiver is is the unit that receives the signal from above and broadcasts it. Broadcast the picture of what that signal is saying. 
Well, in God's positional system, guess what? You're the receiver. Yeah, yeah. We receive his word. We internalize it. We meditate on it. We practice it. And who he is begins to be broadcast in our lives. So people look at us and they see people who are walking through each day with purpose. Who don't do things like the world does them. Who don't worry like the world worries. Who aren't concerned about the things the world are concerned with. And they see that each day we're growing stronger. We're moving forward. We're doing things differently. We're full of joy. We're full of peace. They see that blue dot going right to the destiny. And they want to know how that's possible. They see God in our lives. We're the receivers. We take the signal from God, we internalize it, we practice it, and and it begins to materialize in our lives. In fact, in John uh, chapter 15, verses 7 and 8, the living word says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. And listen to what he says in verse 8. By this is my Father glorified. By you abiding in me, by my words abiding in you, by you asking for what you desire and getting it. My Father is glorified by this. And you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So here we are. God's receivers, right? We're studying the Word of God. Now, the world thinks it's unnecessary. Reading the Bible, I mean, it's a nice book, but come on. Every day, you read that. Wake up. Get a life, right? They don't understand, see? There's more life here than you could ever grab a hold of. It's everlasting life. We're grabbing a hold of life, see? They just don't know where to find it. So we're different folks, see? We're new creation people, and we're reading the Word. We're abiding in the Word. And we even memorize it. You know? See, you have a clear goal of victory, and you know how your enemy behaves, so you do things others don't do. You're motivated to do things others don't do, because you don't want to give him an inch in your life, right? And, you, and you're determined to cross that finish line in triumph and victory. Right? We're determined, well, when come, time comes to leave this earth, we're going with a, a fulfilled destiny. Right? We're determined. We've already made up our mind. So we do these things every day. Has nothing to do with religion. Has nothing to do with guilt or condemnation. We have a clear goal of victory. And we recognize we can't obtain that apart from the Word. We can't be at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing without the Word of God. Can't do it. So here we are, we're abiding in the Word. We get up in the morning and we read it, right? We, we've got it on in our car. We, we memorize it. We're kind of saying it to ourselves, you know, all throughout the day. We take a promise here and a promise there. And then we begin to speak it to the issues of our lives. And the issues that are frustrating other people in the world aren't frustrating us because we're found the answer. And as we, we, but not for a day or two days, we live this way. And as we abide in that word, we continue to speak that word, we see that the issues begin to change. The answers begin to manifest. 
We're applying the unchangeable word of God to the changeable issues of our lives. And the, when the unchangeable meets the changeable, the changeable's got to change. Hallelujah. And, and we take this thing all the way. As we abide in this word, we're reading through it, we're studying it, we're memorizing it. We begin to realize that God wants to be our provider. That he's our source. So we're not pounding the pavement looking for a job. We're not, we're not, we're not stressed trying to figure out how, how are we going to make ends meet. We begin to look to our Father as our provision and our source. And people see that. They see that monitor of our lives and that blue dot going steadily toward the target. Right? And, the, and God is glorified. You just got laid off. How can you be happy? What have you been drinking? This, right? God is the source of my life. He will provide the ultimate job for me. He will do it. He will do it. He will lead me to the right place at the to do the. He will do it, right? He's promised it in His Word. All I have to do is follow Him. Boy, does that take the stress away. Boy, does that take the stress away. Glory to God. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 14, we read that earlier. It says, But thanks be to God, who always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and manifest through us, the receivers, the knowledge of Him in every place. It is inevitable that someone somewhere in your life will see the peace that you have and the way that you live if you do this and they will want to know how. And you will have the privilege of introducing them to your Father. Hallelujah. Satellites, a signal from above, high above the earth. Receivers, that's us. We receive the word of God, we abide in it, and, and, and the world around us gets a clear picture of who he is and how to live. And the third station, the third segment of a GPS is called ground stations. And these segments are on the ground. Can you say that? On the ground. They're where you live. This segment of God's positional system is, positioning system, is your local church. You don't need a church on the internet. Nothing wrong with going and and watching services. I do that. But in order to fulfill your destiny, you need a church that's where you live, that's on the ground where you live. Because you need to be in church in person. You need to have contact with God's receivers. In order to fulfill your destiny. That's how God has set this thing up. And I remember hearing, uh, I've known the Lord about 23 years. And in in my time and walk with him, I've heard different views on church. And I've heard some say, we shouldn't meet publicly. We shouldn't have organized church. Because in the Bible, they met in homes. Now, I was a believer who read the Bible. And I would hear them say that. I'd say, what in the world are they talking about? They'd say, yeah, read the book of Acts. They met in homes. 
I thought, the book of Acts? Have you ever read the book of Acts? So if you'll look at the book of Acts, which is the first generation of new creations, it says that they met in the temple daily. FCC, 830 service every day. (laughs) This is what the New Testament church did. They met in the temple daily and they met in homes. They couldn't get enough of this life. See? They couldn't get enough. Because when you're with other receivers, you see pictures of God all around you. See? I look at you and I see, ah, like, yeah, and I'm getting fed. See, you're strengthening me. I'm strengthening you. We're strengthening each other. When the receivers come together at the ground station, there's a clear picture of God. See, public worship is a witness to the world. There's no reason for you and I to be here tonight other than Christ. We've got different people working different jobs from different walks of life, different nationalities, different generations, and we all come here together and we smile and love each other. There's no reason for that other than Christ. Where are you going to find that in the world? Where? Nowhere. See? It's the ground station. This is God's ground station for us, where He's called us to come and to fellowship with Him. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 10. And you know, it wasn't until the church was greatly persecuted, that persecution broke out against the church in Acts, that they scattered. They had to run, flee for their lives. They went to different locations and they had to meet secretly in homes because it wasn't safe to meet in public at that time. Not so in America. Not so in America. The real reason people want to have church in their home and not me publicly is probably because they've been offended or they don't want to adjust their personal theology. They don't want to have to put up with the faults of other people. Right? Do we have them? We've all got them. Right? So when we come to the ground station, we're not coming because everyone's doing right to us. Because everyone treats us perfectly. Because everyone's perfect. We're coming because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're coming to receive directly from Him and to be a blessing to those around us. Right? No matter how people treat us. See? So if the truth be known, that's the real reason that people don't want to come to an organized church. They've got issues and they don't want to face them. But we're not like that. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us consider one another. Instead of being upset at one another, we're different. We consider one another to provoke unto love. That's the kind of provoking we do. We provoke unto love. Go ahead and provoke me. And to good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as ye see the day approaching. See, the ground stations in a GPS system, the purpose of them is to check and make sure that the system is working properly. And that's one of the purposes of the local church, is accountability, to help us to stay on the path. To help us keep on God's path for our lives. We need each other. We're checks and balances to each other. There might be some things that you're believing that you think are in line with the word of God. But when you come here, you might find out, you know what, I need to adjust that. There might be some attitudes that we have. 
that we come into the ground station, God can adjust them if we'll let him. God can show us how to make the changes we need to make in our own lives. In fact, Jeremiah, I love this verse in the King James Version, chapter 3, verse 15 says, And I will give you pastors, prophecy of the new covenant, and I will give you pastors, GPS, according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah 3.15. God is so good. He has a path for your life that will bring you to your destiny. And if you'll walk on the path that he's called you to walk, it will take you to the place that he's called you to stay in, to do the work he's called you to do and be the person he's called you to be. And you will find as you go through each day that by His Word and His Spirit and His grace, you're at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing. Would you, would you repeat after me? Thank you, Father, for Your Word, for Your Spirit, and Your Church. Thank You for leading us and guiding us to our destiny. By faith and by grace, we declare tonight that we are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in 2012. We're at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in 2012. We're at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in 2012. Amen. Now let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. We're going to continue this next week and we're going to talk about activating God's positional system in your life and avoiding the roadblocks and detours. All right? Because there's a bunch of them out there. And if you're not careful, you step right into them. All right? So don't miss next week.